nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Hello and welcome to Reggie'sTake.com podcast number 12. That was uh, just a small clip it from the new Star Wars Force Awakens trailer. Yes, I played at Disney. Come get me. Joining me once again, um, James. Hello. How's it going? All right. I'm sure you were like everyone else on the planet. You saw the uh, trailer? No, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Of course I saw it. Actually, Reggie and I just watched it again. But uh, yeah, it's fantastic. It looks like a good movie. Really good movie. Uh, one of the things that strikes me the most about that movie is, you know, I mean, of course there's CGI and everything, but it does not look like the prequels did. It looks closer to... The look of it looks closer to the originals than the prequels did. Right. Like, I mean, it's it's using modern technology, of course, but uh, like it it looks like they've got the the feel of it right. If mm-hmm. that makes any sense. Yeah. Your initial reaction to the trailer. A lot of it, it hits you with a lot of nostalgia. The the pian- the soft piano version of the Star Wars theme. It looks like a much darker entry, a sad, kind of sad movie, a darker movie. Um, other than Han and Chewie, I don't really know. I guess they show a little bit of Luke, don't they? But only under a hood. But, you know, I don't know any of these new characters, and I'm kind of excited about that. Right. Like, like we're going to see this new generation. I think it's interesting that we kind of have a new Darth Vader character as well. I know he's not Darth Vader. Vader but. Abrams and, and Lucasfilms come out saying, well, Kylo Ren, the character who's talking over uh, Vader's uh, melted helmet, they claim he's not supposed to be a Sith. Okay. But then again, you know, they could just be trying to throw you a bone in the opposite direction. Well, he's got a lightsaber and it's red. red. I'm definitely hyped for it. No. Definitely really interested in, in where they go with it. Um, now, you have some theories. I read your article. Before I start going down that path yeah all right all right (laughs) was my theories viable yeah i had some theories for age of ultron too that they didn't use remember right it was uh thor goes to hell hell. dies and goes to hell right that would have been a great movie i i I still liked age of ultron but i think my movie would have been better (laughs) uh, age of ultron's great but anyway yeah i yeah i would say so i'm gonna let you say at least one of your theories is totally viable um now I've I've written like this is like technically the third time I've I've made mention to it in, in, in my stuff on my on my website. I'm still willing to bet the farm that Harrison Ford came back for this movie for one reason and one reason only. I, and I I would say well go ahead and say you it. know yeah. uh, they to me they came up and proposed showed him the script saying this is what we want to do we'd like to have you back. And they're giving him what he wanted, what he wanted George to do in Return of the Jedi. Right. They're killing off his character. And I would say that actually, I I would say that that's definitely a more feasible. Mine was a little left field, but I I think that's more feasible for Star Wars killing off Han Solo than killing off Thor would be for Avengers. But uh, yeah, I I do I totally buy it because of my first. Yeah, he was he was supposed to die in Return of the Jedi. He wanted Lucas. Never had any intention. According, oh, okay. according to him, okay. according to George Lucas, he had no intention of killing off Han Solo. Harrison wanted that done and because so he did, thought... What was the producer's name? I don't remember. But anyway, Harrison yeah. thought it would make a, a more compelling story or, or hit it if Han would have died in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, okay, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's been, what, over almost 33 years since Return of the Jedi, but... 
my first my first thing I posted on this, and this was back. I actually posted this on um, on May fourth. You know, May the fourth be with you on in 2014. I listed this whole long line of reasons what could possibly draw Han Solo, Harrison Ford back in to play Han Solo after you know almost three decades of trying to stay away from that character as as much as possible. I don't know if you ever saw him on interviews, but anytime anyone would ever ask him about Star Wars or anything of character Han Solo, he either looked like he got really kind of upset that the person asked him the question, or he pretty much skirted it very quickly and moved on. Yeah. I mean, he tried to stay away from that character as, as much as possible. I don't think he really likes the movies all that much. I I, I don't th- I don't know if he doesn't like the movies or, or necessarily like... Uh, or doesn't uh, the, like, like all the, the, the fan li- like, I, I think I think he's appreciative of what it did for his career. Yeah. I mean, I think he realizes without Star Wars and those three movies, his career may not have taken off like it did. I mean, because yeah. if you look at the three main characters... From the original trilogy, I mean, his is the one that obviously shot to beyond belief. I mean, you got Indiana Jones. I mean, he's done a lot of movies that's made a lot of money. And uh, my original theory on this, why why he would return is, is it because George Lucas is not in the uh, not involved anymore? Well, if that was the case, he never would have done the fourth Indiana Jones movie because yeah. Lucas was in, involved with that. Is it the money? No, because you know Disney is going to pay him buku bucks regardless to get him to come. You know he's going to get his rewards. I, I think it's a logical conclusion that Han Solo is going to perish in The Force Awakens, and I think possibly uh, Chewie goes as well now. I I think I, it, I mean that's not the case. I think at the very least um, Harrison Ford. At the very least, uh, what got him back on board to do this was probably the script, right? I, like I think I think the script might have well, been good enough to and, bring him. And back. I think Abrams and Disney and Harrison all got what they wanted. Yeah, Harrison Harrison's getting his character killed off, so he no longer has to be asked. Ooh, are you coming back for eight and nine? You know. Because if he gets killed off in, in episode seven here, he doesn't have to be ever asked that question if he's ever going to return to Star Wars again. Yeah. He can put that to bed. And and Disney's getting what they want out of him by basically making him one of the major characters in the movie and, and help boost this new movie coming out to theaters with getting nostalgia back from the original trilogy and drawing in the new fans who may be a little jilted from the prequels. And I, I think I think everyone's getting what they want. It makes sense to me. Okay, so uh, going back, that producer, uh, I had to look up his name, Gary Kurtz. Uh, he is worth reading about, maybe worth making a podcast for someday. I don't agree with him on everything. He was, uh, but I do agree with him for the most part. He was uh, the producer, he was one of the producers producers that really helped with uh, Lucas during some of his early movies and then helped with Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and then they kind of clashed during Raiders of the Lost Ark. Kind of disagree with him. I think Raiders of the Lost Ark is fantastic. Oh, it's yeah. a great movie. Um, he thought it was too action heavy, but um, not enough character development. I disagree. I see where he's coming from, but I do disagree. He is really, really interesting. He left during Return of the Jedi because he, a lot of the progress he felt it was becoming too kid friendly. He felt that it was, um, he, he definitely wanted, um, uh, Han Solo to die at the end. That was, that was, he was the one that, I think he was the one that might have proposed it before Harrison Ford did even. I, um, he, did not like the Ewoks. There were, so he left during that. And he, he felt like the script was just kind of cartoony. It's very interesting. It, it's worth reading about hmm. him. And he kind of, I don't want to say too much because, uh, you know, George Lucas is awesome. But he was the one that was kind of, he was not a yes man. 
mm-hmm. basically. Yeah, I think I think when George Lucas got more famous, and more powerful, like I think he wanted more yes people around him. Gary Kurtz, extremely interesting. He's worth reading about. But anyway, back to uh, back to the new movie. Yeah, I just because if you if you look at that one image I have on my latest one that you know you talked about my theories. I mean, they show the Millennium Falcon going into a structure. Yeah. I mean, to me, there's only one person that's going to take that thing into a structure, and it's got to be Han. I mean, I don't see Chewie doing it. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, and as I've said before, if they if they are killing off Han, I'm okay with that, so long as it's a meaningful death mm-hmm. to the story, to the franchise. Now, here's where we get into trouble. When you wait too long to kill off a character, uh, you're a Star Trek fan, aren't you? Yes. You know where I'm going with this? Spock? Uh, no, not Spock died in real life. Um, man, you don't know where I'm going. William, Sh- um, uh, Captain Kirk in that one movie. He like goes to the future, and it's one of those. Oh, um, oh, you're talking. Um, uh, you're talking Star Trek uh, Generations, where uh, yeah, they they it was a uh, kind of a the first part of the movie started off with him and him and the Enterprise B and the launching, and he gets caught up in the Nexus, and yeah, then come to find you think he's it's dead. A crossover movie, kind of right. Yeah. I, I I don't think Lucas. I really don't see them doing something stupid like that. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I, I, but that that is. Is like that is kind of the worst case and, scenario and, 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 and doing a cheap death on and, a beloved character. And Star Wars isn't known for quote time travel either. So no, uh, no, I, I no, I'm just saying, I, I'm just saying, doing the death cheaply like they right. did with uh, Captain Kirk. I, I like, don't see, I don't see that happening. I, I don't I, either. I, I say, I say, his death in that movie, if that if it does happen, it's is, gonna be very it's gonna impactful. Be, it's gonna be very impactful. It's gonna be. You realize, ooh, somehow they saved the day, and the characters in that movie are going to be like, well, how did how we win? And, it, and then it's going to be realized, oh crap! Yeah, you know, it was because of Han sacrificing himself that allowed us to win the win the battle. You know, it it could be an emotional Star Wars movie. No, you know, you might get something as close to as Empire Strikes Back as people have been wanting for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, if they start out with an Empire Strikes Back type of movie, you know, impact on the fans that they really love, are they setting the bar too high for themselves moving forward? That's a good question. I'm trying to think of... (laughs) It is a good question. I mean, there's so much pressure, I'm sure, that Abrams is feeling, Lucasfilm is feeling, Disney is feeling with this movie coming out of the prequels took such a bad rap and everyone's wanting this movie to be so perfect. But I I, I I do think, though, I do think, though... You're gonna have to if if they kill him off, they're gonna have to kill him off in the first one, right? Because you you have to close that chapter, right? You have to close the chapter of the old movies and focus on these new characters for the next two well, movies. So I, I, I think that would be the only way that they could do right. it if they do it. If they don't kill him off in the first movie, then they shouldn't do it at all. I, I think that's the reason why he came back. I, I think so too. Because because if they would have came, Disney would have come to him saying, "Hey, we'd like for you to be back." Fully in seven, and then little cameos in eight, nine. I think he would have said, "Yeah, no, thank you." I think you. so too. I think he would have said, "No, thank you." He's he's been trying to put Star Wars behind him for so long. I, I think this is his one one way. Like, okay, I'll swallow my pride. I'll do the movie. Then I can just move on and you know be done with it. Yeah. I, I really think that's what's going to happen. And I think the reason why you're not seeing a lot of Luke because I really think you're going to see more Luke in Episode Eight. Probably. I, I, I think. Probably, of the, I think yeah. of. I think of the three main original characters they brought back. I think the only one you're really going to see is Luke in Episode Eight. I think. And let's not forget in the old Star Wars, the the death was in the first movie, right? The, with Obi Wan, right? Because I think I think Luke's gonna be around to help train whoever a new set of Jedi. I mean, someone's got to be whether it's uh, John Boyega's character, the, the the stormtrooper guy, whether he's a Jedi or if it's. Uh, Daisy, uh, what's her face's character, Ray? Someone's got to be, yeah. you know, 
there's got to be that clash of good and evil. And and I like the fact if you listen to um, Han Solo there during the thing, it sounds like after 30 years, people are now 30 years later. It's like the it's just rumors of the dark side and and the Jedi. And it sounds like people are forgotten. And well, and like, it, if you, know, you think about it, it makes sense that, though because during uh, during the if this is 30 years after the Rebel Alliance, the only the only Jedi's around there were Luke. Darth Vader and, and Pal- Pal- um, Palpatine. Well, yeah, and Palpatine. I mean, and Yoda and Obi Wan. So there's like five. No one really knew any they exist. I mean, because by people, I mean Darth Vader was a dark knight essentially. No one really knew that much. Yeah, you know, I, I'm sure. I'm I probably mean, reading into this too much, but I'm sure they kind of kept his powers a little bit secret because they wanted to display the Death Star or whatever. Yeah, its power. So I mean, because in the original trilogy, people still knew of the Jedi. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going on 50, 60 years so, later. And then 30 years after Return of the Jedi, now it's like, because Luke has supposedly been in hiding all this time since sometime after Return of the Jedi, that it's just now become kind of like, ooh, it's a myth. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah. I- I'm really stoked to watch this movie. I-, I still feel like a kid. I was lucky enough to see the original three when they came out. Oh, wow. Uh, so, maybe I'm dating my age, but... You are. <laughs> all three of them came out before I was born. <laughs> so I think, when did the third third one come out in 83? yes. Yeah, it did, too. The, that's the year I was born. I mean, I saw all three of them originally. So, oh. for me, you know, this is... Seeing the original three characters come back for this movie is just like... Yeah, I bet. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. you know, it's like... It's like going to get to see your favorite singer on a, on a concert you've never gotten seen and it's been 20 years and you've always wanted to see him or her or whatever and you finally get to it's just like you know you're just all giddy as a schoolgirl, so to speak <laughs> did you uh did you um read any of the books because I, I really didn't honestly I've, i never did i've read some of the books yeah i haven't read all the books no i do have about a collection of about 35 books back there where, where i keep them i i know of what they wrote between at one time when all those were kind of thought to be considered part of the whole yeah. mythology of it but so let me ask you so you didn't read re, really read enough so you probably don't have an investment an emotional investment what about you know for people who read all the books and with the movies they're not canon anymore I kind of feel like it's like, whatever, like, just enjoy the books for what they, they are. are. Yeah, know? I mean, yeah, read the books, enjoy them. I mean, to me, the books there were were a way of, of getting your Star Wars fix when there was no Star Wars yeah. movies out. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you got introduced to newer characters, which were kind of fun. So, I mean, the, uh, the Zahn trilogy... The, which were the first really books to be put out for and those are, what, you know they, what is that again i've the, always the, heard that uh, the aired at empire trilogy okay it's, uh, empire i don't remember all the names of the books but they introduced uh, a character that was uh, had taken over the empire uh called grand grand admiral thrawn and everyone was like ooh, when they disney announced they were gonna do movies they're like ooh, let's do that trilogy do that trilogy it was really hard to pull that one off because that is technically only set five years after return of jedi and yeah. you got characters now that are 30 years older so it would have been really hard to pull that one off and also i i think it's kind of a better idea to just wipe the site clean, clean and just do something I, new. It, it, may, it may have upset some of the hardcore fans, <laughs> but just just to say, other than the movies, the Clone Wars anime series, the Star Wars Rebels that are now airing, and say everything else is not canon, these are the only things that are considered canon moving forward, I think was a, a smart idea, because mm-hmm. now you give all these writers a clean slate. Exactly. They can come up and do whatever it is they want to do. Because if, if you really try and make a movie out of one of those books, people who read those books are going to be picking at that movie so much right oh you didn't do this yeah. right you didn't do that right oh that was not in that book you know so i think i think it's probably just best 
And I mean, it's like DC Comics. I'm surprised Marvel doesn't, but DC Comics does that all the time where they wipe the slate clean. Maybe they do it too much these days, but, (laughs) you know, I mean, you know, um, I don't even think George Lucas's uh, canonical uh, grading system is even is even canon anymore. But um, he used to have it as canon was the movies, mm-hmm. and then there was a canon, which was uh, the show, the the cartoon, and then they had like B canon, which was uh, mm-hmm. which was like the current comics. But but then like the old Marvel comics were like decan and they don't really uh, exist. No. Like it was so like literally set up what <laughs> de- what is canon and, and what is not. And what's funny is like the holiday special actually winds up being like B canon because it has that Boba Fett cartoon. <laughs> Disney and Lucasfilm are they've put out like six books in the last since Disney's taken over and. These new books that are coming out are canon in a certain sense mm-hmm. within the timeline. Well, it's a so, huge galaxy. So, we can so, have lots of stories. Right. I mean, you know, like but, so, there's more than three people that live in the galaxy. Right. But the, the newer books that they are putting out are kind of more considered because they're trying to set up to get you now between Return of the Jedi and and The Force Awakens. So yeah. some of these newer books are kind of being considered canon. And some of the video games have some canonical value, too. Like, I think The Force Awakens used to... It probably doesn't anymore, but I think The Force Awakens used to be canonical. I, I, I know that. But it's only, like, at a B level. But, but I know that a new uh, game comes out in November or whatever it is. Uh, Gosh, it looks the, good. The Star Wars Battlefront. That looks really fun. They, I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of an updated version of... Uh, I, I think it kind of skips... PS2. I think it skips around a lot on a lot of stuff. I yeah. don't know if it's really telling anything, but it looks fun to... I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's story. I don't think it's necessarily a story, story. game. Um, I think what it is is it's an up an upgraded version of Star Wars. Uh, it was really I forget what it's called, but it was a really fun game on the PlayStation Two, uh-huh. and it's pretty much just battles. Um, you can be rebels. You can be the uh, Dark Empire. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's what this is. Yeah, it's just an updated it, version it of that, which is great because that game was awesome, and I would love to play an HD version of that. Um, what do you think? I think this was announced since the last time we did a podcast, but uh, Colin Trevor, who did Jurassic World, has agreed to do uh, Episode Nine. The, oh, really? The, the third movie in the Star Wars trilogy. Can I be honest with you? I didn't like Jurassic World, like, <laughs> at all. I need to see it sober, but I was... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I like Jurassic World. Jurassic World was... I, I look at those Jurassic Park movies like I, I look at some, some, some of the other movies in, in the kind of in the same category. They're not necessarily there to make you think they're not mm-hmm. there to be some critically acclaimed storyline mm-hmm. movie like you know the godfather all right it's it's one of those movies it's it's there to entertain mm-hmm. give you a, a good two hours to forget where what the hell's going on in your life to me Jurassic world was one of those fun fun movies just to go watch and enjoy yourself I guess uh, Jurassic Park for me was uh, probably, in some ways, probably what Star Wars was for you. Like the first like big movie that I saw in theaters, uh-huh. it wasn't like some goofy cartoon or some <laughs> crappy kids movie. And right, like I re- I read the book. I read the Michael Crichton book after the movie. So I read the book when I was nine, full of cuss words and gore which was awesome. <laughs> but um and I'm I don't really want to say that that was 
just my Star Wars, because my Star Wars was also Star Wars. I just didn't see it in theaters until they did the uh, right. until they did the remastered versions. In Jurassic Park, the sequels came, and they just none of them were that good. I think Jurassic World might be one of the better sequels out of the three, but I don't think it's a bad movie. But I I thought it was interesting. There was not a moment of that movie where that was even slightly scary. Did you notice that? Like like yeah. the first Jurassic Park made you had the kitchen scene had the scene the scene where the t-rex comes out of the comes out of his uh breaks through the fence uh-huh. is pretty scary right uh, and the the kitchen scene with the velociraptors same thing i mean it's, Cause, it's pretty intense because you put the kids in danger yeah yeah and then you know like uh the this new one didn't have any scary scenes which is fine but it it also didn't have a whole lot of scenes of just like wow look at the freaking dinosaurs like like that's wonderful and majestic because even the old ones didn't have that but it's like so so what is what is this movie am i just gonna watch like is the t-rex gonna come out and beat this new guy yes yes he is there we go there we go <laughs> That's just my opinion on on, on something like Jurassic. Well, World. and that movie is insanely popular. I mean, oh. like, I mean, I'm I'm not. That was like a. I'm not dogging your opinion by any means. Like, I mean, that people love that movie. That movie Universal hit the jackpot with that. They movie. did. They did. I think, um, like I said, I need to see it sober. Like, like I, I just need. To, sorry. Oh, you're you're fine. I was pretty drunk when I saw it, but. Uh, you know, it's like mad. <laughs> it was Fourth of July, and like we had like a barbecue, and then we went to, to go see the movie. movie. Of course, at the movie theater, they have the they have the bar there, mm-hmm. so we kept the holiday spirits going before the movie started. And, and I was like, ah, this movie's like a sci-fi movie. <laughs> throwing bottles no i wasn't throwing any bottles around well but, uh, but I, I will say though if he's directing i i think he's a decent director i, I, so, I think like, disney's done like, yeah. fairly well because they've they and they know he makes a lot of money right. so like i mean they've, they've gotten garth edwards to do the second one which is currently oh, yeah. starting the film they've gotten him they've they've gone after young up-and-coming directors that are trying to prove themselves and i, I think it it may may or may not be good for the franchise i mean everyone's going to have a different different take on and look at it but the story is still going to be so the story i'm not worried about but i think each director because someone and this was funny i read on one of these websites of like well why why use all three different directors is this not going to be a good or consistent and someone pointed out online it's like you're original original three we're directed different. by three yep. different lucas and then uh, the guy who did empire yeah, yeah i don't remember their all, names all, not the guy who did empire i don't remember his name he was Kirshner, actually Kirshner, Kirshner, yeah. that's right he was actually more of an artistic Pistic. Lucas um, talked him into it. Yes, Lucas was a, um, I don't know if he was a student of his, but he was certainly a student of his work. Right. Um, and then, you know what movie he did years later, though? Well, I know he Robo did. RoboCop 2. <laughs> well, you, you know what other movie he did uh, that came out yeah, uh, right. same year as Return of the Jedi? He did the uh, Sean Connery, uh, James Bond, Never Say Never. Oh, that's right. Never Say Never. Never. The Again. one that, the, that came out in 83, the same yeah. year that uh, Octopussy came out. Yeah, that one's not very good either. But neither is Octopussy. Both of those Well, the, the only reason why I say that because that's technically the only year where two Bond movies have come yeah. out in the same year. That'll never happen again. That's a minor little trivia question. Yeah. <laughs> Answer to a yep. trivia question. Yep. Um, It'll never happen again. I was going to try and stay away from the comic book movies this podcast, but I do want to bring up one thing about the comic book movies. Well, going back uh, real quick. Most of those movies use different directors, too. Oh, yeah. Usually when you bring the director back, 
it doesn't work out as well. Iron Man 2 wasn't quite as good as Iron Man 1. Right. Avengers 2, Avengers 2, I think, was really good, but it wasn't quite as good as the first one. I think it's because the second time they come, they have all that pressure now. And right. They, it's they it's hard to put in too much. Like, both movies do that, where they put in just too, too, too much. much. Um, there's a, a new uh, report coming out that claims that um, uh, Batman versus Superman, the time it hits theaters, will have cost Warner Brothers $410 million. Oh, my gosh. In production cost. Oh, my gosh. Making one of the most expensive movies ever made. Well, they better make their money's worth. And well, Zack Snyder and, might have and to find a new job. The uh, the guy who wrote the article said that, okay, that's all fine and dandy. And if it makes a billion dollars worldwide like it should, then Warner Brothers probably won't have any issues with the cost. But if it tanks, it was, it was funny because what does that do for the rest of their movies? Well, and it doesn't probably won't tank, but it doesn't need to tank. Mm-hmm. Um, if it just does well, that's not good enough right. to make that because kind of money. Because th- then they're going to be in that Sp- uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 syndrome where technically it made tons of money, but Sony considered it a kind of a financial yeah. flop. Yeah. So yeah. you get into that realm of... I just found it interesting that that movie's going to cost them four and ten before it even hits theaters. Unbelievable. And it's like, wow. There's also another one that uh, Marvel could end up spending $500 million each on the Infinity Wars by the time those are made because of all the characters that are going to have involved... Jeez. A, lo- a good chunk of that is going to be paying the actors salary, yeah. salary for the actors because you're going to be trying to draw in all these different characters into these two movies at some point. I think these big tentpole movies like Infinity Wars and then the Justice League movies are going to be the telling signs of the how long the comic book movies go on for. I, no, I agree. Because I if, agree. if all these movies end up costing them close to $500 million and they all consider them financially successful in getting their money back, then they're going to continue to make them. Where if they take a big loss, one of the, it's only going to take one big loss for all of a sudden these, these, these companies to all of a sudden yep. re- redo their schedule and pull back. Well, Marvel's done pretty well so far. I think pretty much yes, all that. Like, Ant-Man was a huge success, which is unbelievable. Yes. But at some point, though, that... The, the, it's going to fall. You know, you're, you're playing... You Basically, you're playing Jenga mm-hmm. with these movies mm-hmm. financially. And as sooner or later, one movie's going to sit there and be pulled out of the wrong slot. And it's just going to tip it over. I'm more worried about DC right I, I think DC's got more pressure right now, especially with the Batman versus Superman movie. I'm going to say it. I'm sure I've said it before. I don't think Zack Snyder is very good. <laughs> like, like, I really don't. And I think he's insane. And not, like, the good kind of insane. <laughs> like... <laughs> Did you hear about uh this is pretty funny. Did you you know earlier was, Zack Snyder said, "Well, DC's got like American icons like Batman and Superman. We're not doing flavors of the week like Ant-Man." Which is like, oh, screw you, dude. Who cares? Well, apparently um, the uh, actor who plays the Winter Soldier uh, rebutted that and was like, um, was like, yeah, well, at least we're not making a, <laughs> at least we're not making a knockoff of a better Nolan movie. <laughs> and it's like, man, that that is, uh, yep, that is one hundred percent true. You know, some of these DC execs or, or, or actors or whoever's putting these remarks out that DC's going to be better. It's like... They need to watch it. You know? It's like, let the movie speak for itself yeah. first before and you And so start. far, it hasn't. Like, they only have one... Well, they've attempted other movies... Like, they attempted Green Lantern and have written it out. I'm still counting it because... I'm sorry, Green Lantern was supposed to kick off their little 
their little universe. So it's Green Lantern, which they had to uh, retroactively delete from the universe because it was because it did so bad. And Man of Steel, which is like okay, but it's it's certainly a controversial movie. Uh, like they they haven't like hit the nail on the head yet. You know, if 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 and these... they're putting all this crap out, they're like scrambling to put all this crap out, and we don't even know how successful that's going to be. Yet. Now, now if DC had had already had Batman, Superman out, uh, the Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the first Justice League movie out, and they were all financially successful in this quote this new the better grounded reality that they're claiming uh, other than Marvel, then I might be able to understand some of their talk. But at this point point you, you got one movie in your and i don't think franchise it's, i don't yet, think it's better it. grounded reality based on man of steel that movie was weird but, uh, but you know, like, I, i'm just going off what they say yeah. but you know you know if if all these movies had already been out and done financially well like marvels then i can maybe see the the talk of butting heads but yeah. right now dc people just they or fans stop. just yeah. need to hold your tongue, yeah. wait for the movie to come yeah. out, see what happens before yeah. you start with egg on your face. Because so far, and by the way, I am a DC fan, and I am a Superman fan. Oh, my favorite, my favorite superhero character of all time, regardless of Marvel, DC, is Batman. Batman. Uh, yeah, Batman is kind of the best. But you know, I love Superman, and you know, and I, I know, like, I don't know how many times I'm going to repeat that on the show, but I, I'm not a hundred percent with this movie. You know, like with Man of Steel, like, yeah, just didn't quite feel right to me it's not a bad movie (laughs) but it didn't quite feel right and i i don't think they're gonna you know i think they could head it in the right direction Mm -hmm. but i don't think they're going to well we're gonna move on from the comic books because i'm sure as as next march comes along that's just gonna become a bigger topic as oh yeah let's move on to a, a, a different franchise back to the future all right hey yeah today is the day that marty mcfly landed in the in future, future in, in part tw- two in 2015 yes yes it's october like, 21st yeah. the day that we recorded this what do you think of the of the back to the future franchise still hold up for you oh the first one i think is i think is one of one of the best movies ever made oh yeah to be honest with you i never really liked the sequels when i was a kid it, um the sequels i would watch them occasionally i didn't want it's been probably been about 10 years since i've seen part three and about five since i've seen part two it, it took me a while to get when i first saw back to the future part two it took me like twice to watch that movie to figure out yeah. everything that was going yeah, on it, and then it all made sense to me it's part two isn't bad um and it's not a bad movie three's okay but to me three's the weakest of the bunch it, three's too goofy like it it just doesn't feel and right. and i've always wondered what the back to future part two and three would have been like if they could have gotten crispin glover to come back and the reason why he's not in any of those two movies is because he wanted more money than what Michael J. Fox was Ooh. being paid for. And obviously that's not going to happen. Mm. So when they couldn't come to an agreement with him, they said, fine, we'll just do it without you. And of course, the movies reflect that because they they had someone else play his character for what little you yeah. quote see, George. But you kind of wonder what two and three might have been like if they could have gotten Crispin Glover fully into the movie. Because you, you really have to think if you watch the first one. He's really kind of like the third wheel. He's, you know, you got Doc, you got Marty, and then, you, then there's George. George and Beth were kind of really the four key yeah. characters in the first one. And Biff was a big character in the second and third ones as well. So you wonder what those movies would have been like if Crispin Glover would have taken the salary he should have taken and just done those movies. You wonder if they still would have gone to the Old West in the third one or not. You know, you kind of, 
you, you yeah. kind of have to wonder what those stories might have been like. You I, know? I also kind of feel like, now, Back to the Future, that's one of those movies that really, I might be wrong, but it, it really wasn't, well, when it was made, Robert wasn't meant for a sequel, right? Robert Zemeckis did not intend... Okay, he, that's what he, I thought. He, he was not thinking sequel when he made it. Yeah. And the to be continued at the end was really kind of put there as a joke. Yeah. But it did so well, and he, they got so much pressure. Ooh, when are you going to do a second one? When are you going to do a second one? That's why it took five years before you saw the second one, because yeah. they're trying to figure out, well, if we do a second one, what are we going to do? Which makes sense. And um, they made two and three at the same time. Right. They they, they filmed them back to back. I think there was like a month in between setups, but still, they, they pretty much all did them at once. Yeah. yeah. I think, it, you know, like, even though I didn't care for the sequels, as much i think they're still decent movies and they all pretty much interconnect yeah i kind of like those back to the future movies you have to think about it it'd be kind of cool in a certain sense to experience that because marty basically experiences an entire week in 1955 comes back to the same day he left in 85 ends up into 2015 and then back to 1955 again and then ends up spending a week within that same day spends ends up basically spending a week in the old west no so in one day of everyone else's life around him, he spends two weeks in two different completely time periods. Three. Four well, different time periods. Because the alternate 1985. But, uh, you know, I, it's interesting, like, the... Uh I think the movies, when you look at them as a trilogy, it's supposed to be about like, uh, yeah, like the this big like Americana type thing, you know, go back to the fifties. Oh, now I'm back to the eighties. Now I'm in the old west. Ooh, the scary future, you know. I mean, it's like this uh-huh. this whole like all American kind of time frame. Of course, to some extent, I don't, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Back to the Future is one of those franchise movies that you know you see it on TV. You kind of it's kind of hard not to stop. And, and yeah. watch it. For oh, a totally. Kind of totally. like you know Indiana Jones, Star Wars, yeah. any of those type of big franchise movies. Yeah, it's just hard. Like, oh, hey, I haven't seen this in a while. And then next thing you know, you find yourself you watch the whole entire thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the first oh, happy Back to the Future, future day, day, everyone. There will never be a day like this again. And that leads me to my next kind of. Well, it doesn't really lead me, but it, it <laughs> propels me to get there. Um, Hollywood is brilliant, wouldn't you think? I guess I, I, I say that sarcastically. Oh, actually. oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, I showed you the list of uh, yeah. all the. Hollywood movies that they're wanting to remake and it's just astonishing me how non-creative Hollywood has gotten. I am going to say Hollywood has always since the silent era Hollywood has always done remakes, you know, like oh now we're going to remake this movie but it's a talkie and then a few years later now we're going to remake it with color. So they've always done remakes. However, some of these some of these movies don't need to be remade at all. No, um, Jumanji. Like, like who cares about Jumanji? The Fugitive's been remade several times because that started off as a TV show. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Don't do it. Okay, stop with the horror movie remakes. Yeah. That movie's already been remade. No one watched it. it. Yeah. But the funniest one, a uh, Police Academy. Jeez, the funniest one on here though has got to be Roadhouse. Well, you do hear who's trying to get the lead role in that movie, don't no. you? No, no. Ronda Rousey, the 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 yeah the the fighter. Yeah, she's she's lobbying yeah. hard to play the lead Gosh role. Darn it. I could actually see that kind of working, but don't call it Roadhouse. <laughs> I could see that kind of working. Here's the thing about Roadhouse. Roadhouse is like Roadhouse is one of my favorite movies. I'm not gonna lie. Like I watch that movie all the time. I really like it and quote it a lot. 
It is not a good movie. I don't even like it ironically. You know how some people like movies ironically? I genuinely like it, but I understand it's not a good movie. Like, it, it's pretty stupid. Like, it's a crappy redneck I, 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 action movie. It's like the redneck, uh, <laughs> it's like the redneck version of like uh, A Fistful of Dollars or Yojimbo or. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Romeo and Juliet or whatever you know you've got the yeah. the arguing bar owners yeah. instead of the arguing families the the ones that really bothered me on this list was <coughs> Big Trouble in Little China yeah I don't like that that movie should uh, not be remade Escape from New York yeah any of these John Carpenter movies uh, should not be remade Magnificent Seven the Mummy. Uh, let's see. Men in Black. Now, here's, here, look, here's my question with The Mummy. Are they remaking the original or are they remaking the 90s remake? I believe that they're going to try and remake the original. Oh. But still. Yeah, but, but, that's but, right, because Universal was trying to do, do that. And they're still, the, the they're, Universal they're, Universe and they're Dracula still, bombed. Yeah, right, but they're still going to try and redo The Mummy. They need to stop trying to do these universes. Marvel did it right. You guys are not doing it right. So but, just stop. Um, Sony still is going to move forward with uh, re- basically rebooting Men in Black because they said they're going to move forward without Will Smith or Tommy Lee Jones. Why? That's what I don't why? get. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why they want to remake this. Well, I actually, I well, do understand. And there's one because re- it's a Marvel. Well, here, here here's the worst part about it is yeah. they want to try and tie it into the 21 Jump Street movie series. Yeah. And bring those two idiots into it as well. That's what really pisses me off. So they're trying to make a a 21 Jump Jump Street universe. Shared universe with Men in Black. Tell me what's wrong with that picture. Well, I'll tell you why they're they're at least trying to hold on to the rights. Because it's actually a Marvel property. Which is still hard for me to wrap my head around that that's an actual property. Because Men in Black has always been like a... What you call... Like anyone who's like... Any sort of like alien mythology. Men in Black has been uh-huh. in it but marvel had a comic called men in black uh sony made a movie using those rights um didn't follow it at all so it's like why even buy the rights i don't think marvel honestly has a copyright on the words men in black that's like saying marvel has a copyright on the word alien because you know you know like <laughs> but anyway whatever yeah uh, it's just predator there was a predator predator like i mean shouldn't. i mean come on they've, they've tried are to... they gonna remake it or are they gonna just to have a sequel. It sounds like, from what I read, the lot one of the last things I ever read about it was they were trying. You're going to try and use this, the original characters from their first movie again, but which doesn't make no sense. They're uh, all dead. Yeah, it's just, none of them got to the chopper. I mean, weird science. Wanting to redo that one. Jeez. That, I mean, to me, that's one of those ones that should just be left alone. I mean, just for nothing else, you're never going to top Kelly LeBrock. I'm sorry. No. No. <laughs> but I just find it amazingly baffling why now, they keep... Scarface is on that list. However, Scarface was a remake. The 80s version of Scarface, Scarface? was a remake. That, w- that was. Uh, there was a... I think it was a 40s movie, might have been 50s, but instead of about um, Cubans or whatever, it was about um, like Italians or something. Mm -hmm. I could actually see them remaking Scarface because it's going to be, only this time it's going to be about probably Mexicans. It's always about whatever immigrant is scaring Americans. Um, I could kind of see that They they even got a... a Hitchcock movie on here, The Birds. Uh, Why do you want to remake a Hitchcock movie? Uh, I mean, didn't M. Night Shyamalan already do that and call it Signs? <laughs> Boom! Dang! That movie's a total now, ripoff. Do you, do, do you remember the scene where they're all like hiding in the, and you hear the aliens scratching on the attic? And it's like, no, that's what birds do. That's what they did in the movie Birds. 
Why would aliens just scratch? Like, wouldn't they like just blow it but, down with a gun or something? Yeah. That movie sucks. <laughs> now, there's there's really only... Oh, and they also want to redo Gremlins, which I, I, I just have yeah, issues yeah. with. There's only one movie on here that I could stand maybe to see remade, and that's Flash Gordon. Yeah. That well, one that, well, that one that I'd one, be okay with. Well, the original wasn't that well, great. I mean, yeah, it, the, the soundtrack was great. The, I, I, the Queen soundtrack. I mean, the original Flash Gordon movie is kind of becoming more of a kind of a cult iconic type of a movie anymore. Yeah, but just because it was, it was so bad. so bad. I so, like it. So, but but, yeah. but to see an updated version might be all right if they do it right. But of this list, it's just like like I said, I could see them remaking Scarface for that reason. However, the problem is the '80s one. No one remembers the original one. The '80s one is so iconic that like everyone everyone has that poster. Everyone from the age of 18 to 24 has that poster in their room, if you're male, like you do. Um, everyone quotes, say hello to my little friend. Like, I just don't think it, that that would be a good idea. Like, like, I get the idea behind it is to just keep making it to show whatever immigrants are scaring white Americans at this point. I just don't. I, I think the last one was just so iconic, it's not worth it. Oh, here's one we didn't mention. Ace Ventura. Why would you remake Ace Ventura? Well, see, there's one movie on here that's not listed on here, and that's because it's already been made and it's coming out later this year, and that's Point Break. Oh, yeah. The counter Why would you remake that? It's just like a... It's just a cop movie. The, <laughs> like, yeah, so that comes out... I uh, mean... That comes out in December. Who's like... Who's sitting around thinking gosh you know you know what i really need right now i really need an updated version of point break i want to see somebody running around in a in an obama mask i need new <laughs> surfers i you know instead of anthony kiedis as a bad guy i want the guy from modest mouse i i, I don't get it i'm sorry yeah. like that that yeah. just doesn't even make so, sense so, so they can show obama mask george bush and bill clinton masks then yeah <laughs> well see i also see you have uh, more universal films. I uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon and The Wolfman. So they're they're are they so they're really trying I mean, to do this universal. Universal thing. still Trump House still pushing they, for this. They blew thing. it. They blew it with Dracula. No one saw I, it. I, I think they're kind of doing the DC thing. Okay, Dracula, it sucked. We're gonna throw it out the window. We're gonna try again. Starship Troopers. That is a fantastic movie. The first one. The first one's fine. The other ones kind of came out kind of straight to video, didn't they? I didn't know there were sequels. I think there are. There's like two or three sequels, but they're all kind of made straight to video type of things. I wanted to bring it up because I'm actually reading the book right now. Uh -huh. The book is so much fun. It was written in the 50s, and see, um, what's his name? Paul Verhoeven. When he directed the movie, he took it. He, when he read the book, he found the book to be um, very fascist. Paul Verhoeven, of course, was from Europe when they had kind of a problem with fascists. I don't know if you remember that, but back in the 30s and 40s, Europe had kind of a problem with fascists. I don't know, but so he, he read the book. Europe had a lot of problems from about 1914 <laughs> to 1945. <laughs> but he he read the book and he he he. Didn't like it because he felt that it was too militaristic and too fascist. So when he made the movie, he made it even more so to the point where it was a parrot, mm -hmm. and that's why that movie like is so over the top with it. Um, I'm reading the book right now, and it is a little fascist. But I I think the the thing is, it was written by a military guy who just wanted to write a book about space marines. He just wanted to do Halo 50 years before Halo came out, and um, I, I don't think his intent that was necessary 
necessarily his intention. He's just writing what he knows. But it it, it does have some parts where you kind of raise an eyebrow like, I, I don't know if I agree with what you're saying there. That said, it's a really fun book. Like, his his writing is really funny. Mm-hmm. I, I just really enjoy it. Anyway, I'm getting off. They're redoing <laughs> the Wild Bunch. So they're trying to... Uh, and what was the other one? Uh, the Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Seven. Are and, they trying and, to do and, bring well, Westerns see, back? I don't know. And the... the uh, what is it? The Seven... Seven Samurai? Is that on there somewhere? I think I read. <laughs> is it really? Because so they're remaking the remake and the original remake. Because I because I thought um, Magnificent Seven was kind of a remake it was a remake of of, of, of the Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah. The Seven Samurai. So I I I always found that kind of interesting. Of why would you want to do both? I also see Tomb Raiders on here. I'm going to say something. First off, they've never made a good video game movie. You could make a good Tomb Raider movie. The The old ones with uh, Angelina the Jolie first, the were first, not good. I liked the first one better than I did the second one. Yeah, yeah. They're not good. They're like throwaway, crappy, early 2000s CGI movies that just suck. Like, I mean, they're they're not the worst things in the world, but they're not good. Um, You could make a good Tomb Raider movie. I would say, though, like, if that's what they're trying to do, why not just make an Uncharted movie? Uncharted's kind of taken over Tomb Raider like might as well do that or maybe they are making one i don't know yeah they've really never made a good super or a good video game movie i think they could with uncharted because the stories the stories are it's just an action movie it's just like a modern day indiana jones they could have with tomb raider because it's the same thing but they didn't right um you know there's not much to it you could easily do that i just find it kind of funny that you know, it's just you got, you got this list of movies. It's like it's comic book m- movies. The Naked Gun. <laughs> Why are they remaking that? I have no idea. Jeez, is it still going to be? Um, oh my gosh, what's his name? You know, Airplane and all those other movies. What's his name? Are you talking about the director or the actor? The director. Oh my gosh, he did like all those movies. I doubt that director those would still be able to anyway. He's still making stuff. Is he? Um, yeah. What is his name? It's. Uh, I wonder if O.J. Simpson's going to be back in this movie. <laughs> Oh, no, this movie was David Sucker. Yeah, he could totally do this. Yeah. Uh, what else is on here? Yeah, I don't like I don't like the idea of them redoing, because I think John Carpenter was a master of his time. I don't... It's not like movies should never be remade, well, but they don't... Well, here's the funny thing you know, about... The Thing was a remake, mm-hmm. but, you know, it was with good intentions. It was to make something, take an old idea and make something... Well, with and the, uh, they es- don't do that with well, these remakes. With Escape from New York, John Carpenter's agreed to be a, a, a story consultant and, and producer of that movie. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be okay but sister act <laughs> why would you remake that movie sucks <laughs> like, why would you remake sister act highlander they should remake highlander 2 the quickening highlander 2 the quickening might be the worst sequel ever made it is you know when you're talking about sequels where like the director never saw the original just cash grabs like that is a bad movie well didn't they do three highlander movies I think so. I think they did like 10 of them and like most of them went straight to DVD, but cuz I think I'm only aware of 3 of them. I always felt like um that first Wolverine Origins movie that was so bad. I always felt like they sh- I always felt like that would have been an easy movie to make just rip off Highlander. Yeah, it would have been the it's like it's like, you know, Wolverine's got to do this stuff and then it has a flashback of him in the Civil War or something. Like uh-huh. how hard would that have been? Yeah. Not very. Uh let's see what else is in here? Police Academy. Pete's Dragon. 
Yeah, that that's already in progress. CGI dragon, I bet. Yeah, that, that's already in progress, I believe, though. Pet Cemetery. I, I like the original Pet Cemetery. It's not like a great movie, but every Halloween I watch it. It slices that guy's Achilles tendon with the scalpel. That That's a good scene. <laughs> It'll definitely make for uh, an interesting write-up, or at least two or three different write-ups as they come along. I don't know. I, I'm kind of getting tired of every time I turn around. It's like, ooh, too. Hollywood. Ooh, yeah. we're, we're going to remake this. We're going to reboot this. Yeah. We're, it's just like, you well, know. That's how I felt. Even you know, with... give me something new and original, you know. you know, That's how I felt even with, uh, like, Ben Affleck Batman. It's like, and he looks good, don't get me wrong. But I was just like. You know, I know Batman is one of those things, it's one of those all-American pop culture icons where we're going to remake it all the time. But can you give us a few years off? Like, those Nolan movies were so good. Like, right, and the last one just came off. out in 2012. Yeah, like, that's not, holy cow, that's not even, man, they're jumping on this faster than Sony did with Spider-Man. Because that's not even... Well, the time it comes out will be barely four years. Spider-Man was five years. And, uh, well, technically, if, if they were starting their new universe, that was exactly... Exactly one year later when Man of Steel came out. I mean, I guess, like, you don't want to sit on it too long, but at the same time, like... L- last thing, um, the new James Bond movie comes out here. Oh, uh, it looks fantastic. Pretty Spectre. soon. Yeah, yeah Spectre. Um, uh, I read it a... I don't know if you saw what I posted, but there was a... Daniel Craig did an interview with some London website uh, magazine type thing, and... He basically, you know, they asked him, you know, you want to do another Bond or whatever. And he's pretty much like, I don't give a fuck type of thing. You know, I know he's technically still signed to do one more movie, I believe. But it sounds like he's he's done with it. I'm sure. And and, and it could be could be that whoever interviewed him interviewed him at the wrong time. You know, he's he's just gotten done with it all. Now he's trying to do all the promotion stuff with it. Asking that question a year from now, he might have a different tune. I like him as a James Bond. I think he's probably other than Sean Connery, probably the best Bond character they've 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 had in a long time and specter does look awesome I, I like him as bond you know they also asked him who, who, who he'd like to see uh play bond and uh he's like he doesn't care but he his one thing was whoever does decide to play bond if you're gonna do it you got to make sure you're willing to go in at it full-heartedly uh, otherwise don't do it no which i thought was kind of because he said bond basically once you suck the role of bond it takes over your life yeah because it's such an iconic character such an iconic role and such a beloved film franchise that you it's, it's you know it's like probably step into a Star Wars movie. It, it's going to change your life. Yeah, and it's going to you know everywhere you go, it, you're going to get dogged about it. So I don't know. Is there any actors out there that you'd like to see play Bond? If 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 say Spectre is Daniel Craig's last one? Not a hand. I always feel I not really not not that I know of. I know a lot of people have been throwing uh, Ebra Id- Idris around. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I think he might be too old by the time that happens. Though, yeah, because he? he's already in his 40s, right? Something like that. I mean, I guess so is Daniel Craig. I don't see that happening. Uh, I I think he's well, too old. Uh, let's say you know Spectre is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, but I hope they just continue along the same storyline and not try and reboot him again. I think they're in a good spot now if they can continue on with the storylines with what they're doing. I think you could plug in a different actor, and I think people would. If it's a good Bond movie, people will see it. Well, wasn't because that's what they did pretty much there for a long time with with uh, I was about to Sean say Connery Bros- and, and Roger yeah. Moore. It's basically kind of all whatever. They never really rebooted. It. It's just they plugged Roger Moore in to. But it gets weirder as time goes right, on. But, like it really does. It's but, like know, how old is he now? You know, but you didn't really get a. You kind of got a soft reboot I think with it. With, Pierce Brosnan with Pierce, was as 
you, was a reboot. Yeah, I guess soft reboot. Kind yeah. of a soft reboot. They kind of he, he still existed, but Daniel Craig Spawn was a complete in, in my book, yeah I a complete so full too. reboot with the yeah. with the with the franchise, yeah. which was fine. And I think Skyfall even proves it by bringing in Money Penny. Yeah, him meeting Money Penny. That's why I say if, if this would happen to be his last movie, just continue on with the storyline they're continuing on. Bring back the same you know M and Money Penny. Bring back those same because I actually kind of like what they did with the Q character in Skyfall, and it mm-hmm. sounds like I do too. It sounds like he's more involved with Bond this time around, helping yeah. him out, which I kind of think is kind of a cool, cool thing. Instead of just having him be a, a five minute little, you know, little last segment with, with all the little gadgets you're probably going to see later on in the movie for him escaping, he's he's become an integral part of how he does his work. It, it's weird because I've read a lot of the, I've read most of the books, I haven't read them all. I kind of think England, once England comes up with a franchise, they just don't ever let it go. Like there's James Bond and Doctor Who, and they just they're like we'll never let this go and we'll we'll just keep remaking these over and over we'll we'll just keep them going forever i don't know i I guess i really haven't thought about it yet like i've kind of skimmed i saw that he might be quitting after this one or the next one and i mean realistically like gosh the first one came out in 2006 i mean this is going on 10 years now right there was a lot of time in between 2006 and then quantum of souls was 2008 then there was another legal issue and then skyfall didn't come out till 2012 yeah and then this one was 2015. They wanted to do, I think, uh, one in 2014, but Craig talked him into, like, yeah, I'll do another one, but I want a little bit more right. in between time. So I think I think instead of seeing Bond movies like we used to in the day of every two years, I think it's going to kind of start coming every three years Yeah, would be more realistic. And for the actor, I don't you don't want to get tied up in, well, in it's Bond not constantly. Like, it's not like the Roger Moore days where you could just kind of like run around and kind of BS your way through it. Like, I mean, they're they, I mean, yes, of course, they have stunt doubles, but like these actors, they've also are up pretty like they're they're, they're and, doing a lot of crazy stuff. And, 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 and it seems like with every production now, the Bond movies, they seem to keep upping their game. So I'm sure the production and the filming just keeps getting longer and longer with these movies. So I'm sure the Roger Moore ones didn't take that long because you saw some action sequences, but you didn't see a lot of like you get with Skyfall and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, Bond franchise is just one of those franchise. You see a new movie come out. It's like, whoo, cool. Yeah. Uh, you can't wait for it to see, come out. So it's nice that we're getting Spectre back as a vil- as a villainous organization. Yeah. There's still a little uh, kind of cloud of of who um, Christoph Waltz's yeah, character really they is. Said right, I, like I, I could I've, see I, them making him Blofeld, but I I, I've, I've, I've heard rumors it could be. I've heard rumors that it might be they've Bond has a brother. That's who it is, or it's Blofeld. But you know they're they're keeping this one pretty close under the wraps. No, I mean I'll definitely go see it because no. I, when I saw Skyfall, I thought that was just I walked out of that theater going, oh hell yeah! But I thought Casino Royale was pretty damn good too. And when I saw the first one, it was Daniel. Oh, Ray. I did too. Quantum of Solace kind of yeah. It, I I think it's actually Quantum of Solace is it's watchable. It's watchable, but I think at the same time it might be it's my a, fifth least favorite movie. It's, it's the weakest. It's definitely of the Daniel Craig movies. Oh, by far. I I think it is. If it's not in my bottom five, it's like number six. Like if I were to do a bottom five right now, I would say uh, probably Octopussy, Diamonds Are Forever, Die Another Day, Moonraker. You know, 
So see, it might I, be quantum. See, I'm not. I, I don't know. Maybe I. But on her Majesty Secret Service has never been in my. It's always been in my lower rankings. I don't know because that one's straight in the middle for me. It, and the reason I why is because I, I think the story's really good on that one. But uh, so George slow. Lazenby, it's slow, and George Lazenby's terrible. Yeah. So that one is like exactly in the middle for me. Uh, but yeah, it is really slow. I think it does have a good story, but it is really story and like the whole thing. Lazenby's like undercover as a gay guy, so they give him a freaking kilt or whatever. It's like, it's like, come on, <laughs> like, what is this? And he still has sex with all the girls there. It's like, okay, <laughs> all right, this is getting kind of stupid. And then it's like, I know that Lazenby and Telly Savellas are are not the same actors that were in the last movie. James Bond and Blofeld still met. I know they're different actors now, but we could at least act like they know who they are. Yeah. Like, like, what is this? Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that one's not straight in the middle for me. Like it, it's got some pretty weird stuff that I, doesn't work. You know, you know. Sometimes you see on TV. You know, they still run Bond marathons. It's stuff. one of the best books, but it's an amazing. But when book. I see you on her Majesty Secret Service, like, well, I'll come back in two hours. You know, and I kind of do the same thing. I'm like, nah. like yeah. nah. one last thing. You were talking about uh, Roadhouse is one of those movies. You know, it's kind of like you watch it. You know, it's not great. There's two movies that I have that I enjoy watching. They're not that great. One's called The Villain. Has Arnold Schwarzenegger and Kirk Douglas. It's a mm. western done in like 79. Really? It's a corny, stupid ass, almost Bugs Bunny type of Warner Brothers cartoonish type it's of movie. Western? It's a western. Okay. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger plays the character of the handsome stranger. It's like it's once a year I have to throw it in and watch it. Yeah. And the other one for me is uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I've never been a big fan. <laughs> I've never been a fan of uh, of Andrew Dice Clay. Never yeah. have been. But for some reason, that movie, it's one of those little guilty pleasures. Yeah. Once in a great while, i got to watch that movie. I hear, yeah, okay. It, it's, it, it's, it's got Ed O'Neill in it as a cop. Okay, fine, but it's bad. It's stupid. It's just one of those I keep watching every so often. I have to watch the movie because it's just like, ooh, i got to watch this. I can't explain the attraction to The, the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Because Andrew Dice Clay's comedy in itself never cared for a style or anything like that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but, but for some reason, some reason that movie, I, I don't know. I enjoy watching that movie. That and the uh, the whole one part in there, uh, he's uh, it's a voiceover part, and he's talking about the the female character in there, and he's like. Talking to Zuzu is like masturbating with the cheese grater. <laughs> Tolerable, but mostly painful. <laughs> I love that line in that movie. <laughs> it's a pretty funny line, actually. But anyway, uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? No, I'm, well, you know, our, we'll talk more about, we've got... Well, I, I do want to say I am trying to put together a, quote, a Star Wars special podcast. Yeah, I'd love to be on it. So I'm, I'm trying to get two or three people so the few people who do listen to my podcast be looking for that it'll probably be in december sure before or after the movie both okay <laughs> okay okay because so i want i want i want i want i want to talk about the original trilogy and, and and even the prequels i mean you can't you can't ignore them no uh, you uh, can't I, you know you can try. i, I want to do that podcast before the movie then i want to talk about the force awakens after the movie see if my theories hold up and let everyone grill me and going oh you're so wrong yeah. Or, hey, you were so right. You know, whatever the case may be. And if I'm right, I'll try not to be too smug. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can check this out on uh, SoundCloud, uh, RageTake.com, or my YouTube page, or even on my Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and uh, talk at you later.